You're listening to Men of Abundance, episode 120 with Jeremy Barnhart. Today, we're talking about building leaders and raising a lot of money in the process. Welcome to Men of Abundance, the podcast for those looking to level up their lives by hanging out with some of the greatest leaders and established professionals in our community, living a life of integrity, honor, and the abundance mentality. Prepare to pay it forward with your host, former army medic turned lifestyle entrepreneur, Wally Carmichael. What's up, what's up, Men of Abundance? I am Wally Carmichael, your host and founder of the Men of Abundance podcast, the Pay It Forward community, where we talk to amazing, abundant leaders in our community all over the world from all walks of life and various vocations, just simply amazing people doing amazing things in their life and paying it forward to the community and coming here and paying it forward to you. And today is absolutely no different. Today we're talking with Jeremy Barnhart, who has figured out a way to take fundraising to a whole new level. And at the same time, developing young leaders and building young leaders and helping other people start their own business with a franchise. We talk about so much in this conversation, I just can't wait to get to it. But before we bring Jeremy out, I want to bring up something and I want to share something with you that I'm ready to do for you. I've been wanting to do this for a while and now I'm ready to launch it just to you listeners and to a few folks that are in my Facebook groups in the Men of Abundance community and the few that are in the Men of Abundance society. You're the first ones hearing about this. Now, if you've been listening for a while or if you haven't, you're about to find out that I am really big on enhancing your mindset, not changing your mindset, but enhancing your mindset. And while that is extremely important, what I feel and what I know that is truly going to change your life and the only thing that will change your life is action. You must take action. You can have an amazing mindset, a positive mindset. You can think you're going to win a million dollars. You can think you're going to win this next race. You're going to think you can run a marathon. But until you take action and start applying the proper skills, the proper training, have the right coaches in place, nothing is going to happen. You can even have the right coaches in place. But until you take action on what those coaches are telling you to do, there is absolutely nothing going to change in your life. So I'm giving you the opportunity to take action today. I'm putting together a seven-day project where I'm going to walk you through daily activities for just seven days. And seven days is not going to be life-changing, but it's going to show you how quickly you can start taking action. And the first thing you're going to do, the first action step you're going to take is to go to menofabundance.com slash members and scroll down to the bottom and ask to join the private Facebook group. That's the private Facebook community, the Men of Abundance community. Now, as that page clearly states, this is for men only. So once you get into that group, you're going to find a pinned post that's a video of me talking about this project. All you have to do is go down to the bottom in the comments and click yes. Then within a day or two, I'm going to contact you personally through Facebook Messenger. And we're going to have a very short conversation about why you want to be a part of this project. Now, this is a pilot project. You're going to be the first one. And this is the very first project that I'm doing of this nature. And we're going to help you together. We're going to help you 
develop a mindset of abundance, and how to start taking action right away. At the end of the seven days, you're going to be on your journey of living a life of abundance through your thoughts and your actions. So go now to menofabundance.com forward slash members. Click on the join button. As soon as I give you access, go check out that video. Click yes in the comments and then you and I will have that conversation. I look forward to seeing you over there. Now let's bring out our feature guest. Jeremy Barnhart is a co-owner and VP at Franchise Development at Apex Fund Run. He has a background in accounting, finance, and a variety of other business ventures. Jeremy and his wife live in Scottsdale, Arizona with their three sons who keep him active and busy coaching their basketball, football, and baseball teams. Part of the reason why I wanted to have Jeremy on the call, and then I found out a lot more about him during the conversation, is because of his activity that he has with Apex Fun Run. Apex Fun Run's passion is to help teachers as well as students and schools. The company partners with schools to raise funds and equipment and other campus needs. The concept incorporates a two-week character building and leadership program and culminates with a student run to raise donations for the schools. Apex Fund Run raises more money for schools than any other fundraiser, averaging about $23,000 per school. Men of Abundance, it is my pleasure to introduce you to Mr. Jeremy Barnhart. Jeremy, welcome to Men of Abundance. Man, how you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me today. My pleasure. Where are you at in the world? Scottsdale, Arizona. Scottsdale, Arizona. That's my hometown, man. Well, I'm, a, I'm born and raised in Phoenix. I've lived from the east side, uh, about 24th Avenue or 24th Street on the east side, all the way up to 67th Avenue on the other side. Well, there you go. Glendale. Yeah, still got my brother nice. back there and a lot of high school friends. I graduated from uh, Carl Hayden High School. Nice. Small world. How long you been there? Uh, about 22 years now. Oh wow, yeah, that's a that's a long time to be down down. My brother always asks me. Everybody's always asking me, when are you coming back to Phoenix? I was like, man, I've been to all over the world, and I don't see me living back in Phoenix anytime soon. But stranger things have happened. Never say never. Yeah, I grew up outside of Chicago. My wife grew up outside of Minneapolis, and we both obviously had goals of getting out of the out of the cold winter weather. And so I ultimately transferred with the firm that I was with for many years uh, from city to city, and made my way down here about 22 years ago. Nice, very nice. And Scottsdale is a nice area. I really like it out there. I know it's completely different from the last time I've really spent any any real time out there, which is 25 years, 26 years. Yeah, for sure. It's a whole different place than then. I mean, the highway infrastructure is different. The population is very different. I mean, mm-hmm. we have six and a half million people in the valley now. I think we're the fourth largest city in America. Yeah, it's crazy. It's really crazy. So before we get too much into the show, Jeremy, I like to start out the show the same way I start out every single morning. It's a huge payout for me. And that is to start out with an attitude of gratitude. What do you have to be grateful for today? Oh, I'm very thankful for my family. I was blessed to have two amazing parents that are still uh, luckily uh, thriving and healthy. I've got the best wife in the whole world and three great sons. Amazing. That is definitely something to be thankful for and grateful for. So before we got started here, I talked a little bit about what you're doing. But here at Men of Abundance, we like to get to know the man behind the abundance and to get a little bit personal. So we know some of the stuff you're you're doing professionally, and we're going to get more into that. But let's get to know Jeremy just a little bit more. Um, Tell us a little bit about, you know, your background, how you got into what it is that you're doing, and let's get a little bit personal. 
Sure. So uh, in my background, I had uh, originally gone to college for accounting and finance. Uh, spent uh, 16, 17 years in the public accounting world with large uh, international firms, helping companies uh, with uh, IPOs, mergers and acquisitions, all sorts of things like that. And had a great career, advanced rapidly, uh, was promoted, worked in four different offices with the firm all over the country, but never really uh, enjoyed what I did that much. I was uh, sort of, to your point, chasing the almighty dollar and really competitive for advancement and realized at one point I had sort of hit the peak and really didn't love what I was doing and really wanted to make a change. So I actually retired from the firm in 2006, spent a few years, wanted to be able to be a good dad to my three sons. So I was able to coach football and basketball and baseball and have done that for many years with the boys, but wanted to be able to, to sort of enjoy life as opposed to just sort of working, working, working. Um, then we had the uh, real estate market crash here in Arizona that you were lucky enough to miss out on and uh, decided it was time to sort of get back in the game. I uh, had a variety of different businesses that I'd started. I've always been very entrepreneurial and having as many clients as I did with the firm over the years. I've seen lots of industries and lots of successes and lots of failures ultimately sort of honed back into uh, finding a business that was connected with our passions, which is Apex Fun Run. You know, we're teaching kids leadership skills, fitness awareness, helping schools and teams and organizations raise money all over America. And it's and it's great. My father actually taught outside of Chicago for 43 years. So education was always uh, on the forefront and a passion in our family. Uh, fitness has always been a passion. We're college athletes. And as I mentioned, I coach my boys in sports. And so it's been really a blessing to be able to have a business that makes such a positive impact on the world, is able to make a living for my family as well as creating jobs and, and benefits to our franchisees all over America. Yeah, that's truly amazing. And one of the things that really attracted me to you, which first and foremost, I have to be straight up honest about this, is you were referred to me by Interview Valet. And those folks over there, Karen and Tom and Aaron Walker, all those folks over there at, at Interview Valet just sent me the most amazing people to talk to. So, of course, and then I look at the background and I see that you have franchise development and Apex Fun Run and then giving back to teachers and schools and students. You know, we talk so much about everybody, all these people making money and so many people that are wealthy and all these businesses just take, take, take. But so many more of them that we never even hear about are consistently making money for themselves, making money for the for the community and giving back on a regular basis. It's literally built into the business plan. And when I saw that, I knew I just had to have this conversation with you. Well, great. I'm glad you did. Yeah. So how did all that get started? How did you get started with the Apex Fund Run? I'm really interested in that story. Yeah, it was really a combination of the need and the passion. The passion side, I talked about the education and the fitness piece of it, but the need side was really the fact that fundraising is a necessary evil for schools and organizations all over America. And uh, and we saw that there was an opportunity there. My wife became active on the PTO at our kids' school, volunteering there. And uh, they soon realized that between me being on the board of a lot of organizations and her being a marketing director with lots of connections, that we could be pretty valuable when it came to fundraising. And they asked her to be the fundraising chair at our kids' school. But she said, well, the only way I'm willing to do it is really if you know we can do it my way, which is something different, something health-focused, as opposed to selling unhealthy products like cookie dough and candy bars. Those products don't raise much money, and they really are just perpetuating our issues with child obesity and you know youth diabetes in our country. 
And so she was really looking for a healthy alternative. And, and so she tried to do a triathlon as a fundraiser at our kids' school because our oldest of our three boys has always been a big runner. And she soon realized that it was going to be hard to find a location. It was going to take some permits and it was going to take a lot of volunteers, which are hard to come by. And it was going to be difficult to monetize and turn into a profitable fundraiser. And, and so she didn't, couldn't do that and was looking for a healthy fundraiser and, and nothing really existed. At the same time, my business partner, Scott, uh, he and I own the company together. He was looking for a solution for his wife, who's a first grade teacher. She had come home from school on her first day as a first grade teacher and had to spend about four or $500 on supplies for her classroom. Uh, when she got home, Scott had the typical response of a spouse and he said, uh, you're getting reimbursed for that, right? She said, no, I'm not. That with the budget cuts at school, they, they don't have the money to provide us the supplies we need. And that tends to be the story with the elementary school teachers in America. The average teacher spends about $600 out of pocket every year on supplies, which is a lot of money for teachers who don't make very much money for the most cases. And so he said, well, what's the school do to help? She said, well, they do a couple product-based fundraisers, but they don't raise much money, and that money doesn't make its way back into a classroom to help a teacher. And so he was really looking for a solution for his wife and started looking at the industry and saw that fundraising in America hadn't changed in the last 40, 50, 60 years, that it still was primarily product-based and that it wasn't raising much money, it was perpetuating you know, health issues, and that there was a huge gap. And so there was really three core things that we wanted to address in the industry by creating Apex Fun Run. The first was we wanted a program that benefited teachers. Because of teachers like Amy and my father and others around America, we will have that passion. And so with Apex Fun Run, 10% of what's raised in the classroom goes directly to the teacher so that they're getting reimbursed for supplies or they've got money they can use in their classroom as they see fit. So as you can imagine, teachers support and endorse our program all over America unlike any other. The second thing that he wanted to address and we wanted to solve was the fact that product-based fundraisers don't help students. Turns them into little door-to-door -door salespeople or mom and dad or pawning it off on their coworkers in the office, but either way, no real benefit. And so Apex Fund Room was created with a program that teaches kids leadership skills and fitness awareness, you know, things that will hopefully benefit them for a lifetime. And then the third thing that we wanted to accomplish was the money side of things. Those product-based fundraisers don't raise much money for schools because they only get about 20 to 30% of the proceeds, even though they do all the work. And so we wanted something that actually raised enough money for schools that they didn't have to nickel and dime parents all year long with tens of fundraisers throughout the year. And so with Apex Fund Run, we have five programs for our franchisees that allow them to serve elementary schools, middle schools, high school teams, local community organizations. And with our programs, the schools and organizations get anywhere from 52 to 77% of the money, more than any other fundraiser in America. And the average school that we serve across the country nets about $22,000 from our two-week hassle-free fundraiser, which is generally double or triple what they've ever raised before. So we created a company, we decided to franchise it. We've now got 90 franchises in 25 states. We raise about $2 million every two weeks for schools and organizations all over America. And we've raised nearly $40 million over the last five years for schools and organizations, making a, a huge impact. And to, to the point where we also do a give back we not only try to teach kids to be leaders, but we also try to lead by example. And so every year for certain students to get to a certain pledge level, we make a donation to a charity. And in the last two years alone, we've donated over 1.5 million meals to food banks in the cities that we serve all over America. Jeremy, that is super impressive. A lot of really 
really cool numbers and st- statistics and stuff there. I was one of those kids growing up that used to go door-to-door selling candy and stuff like that. And I've had this conversation before. But it's also super annoying uh, in the office when, you know, two of the, you know, your, your co-workers come in and they're selling popcorn for the school. And one, I just don't think it's right to begin with. And two, you want to support. And, and then you got the, the kids coming to the door. Half the time I'm just saying, here, here's some cash. I'll just take the cash. I don't need the product because I don't need a giant candy bar that's over, you know, a $20 giant candy bar type of thing. And I, that's why I just dig what you're doing because it does. it's a whole different approach. Now, the one thing that I will say about, you know, the kids selling, I I like the idea of kids selling, but it's just a little bit different in that regard. It's kind of more of a begging type of thing. It's not really, like you said, really beneficial. So what kind of leadership skills are you teaching the kids and how are you doing that? So we teach kids on a elementary school campus leadership and fitness lessons each day during the program while we're on their campus. Every year we have a different theme with character and fitness-based lessons. Uh, as an example, one of our years, our theme was Apex Power Up. And we were teaching kids to be powered up leaders. And the curriculum was then based on the acronym of the word power. So on the P day, we taught them that good leaders have a positive attitude. On the O day, we taught them that good leaders put others first. On the W day, we taught them that good leaders must work well with others. On the E day, we taught them that good leaders must exercise, both their mind and body. And on the R day, we taught them the leaders have responsibilities. And when they learned all those traits and skills, they then became powered up leaders. And every year we have a different theme with different character and fitness-based lessons that parents love, teachers love, and, and students retain. We get letters and emails from parents all over the country that could have you and your listeners of Men of Abundance in tears very quickly because we're letting students know that they they matter, that they have value, that they can do anything they set their mind to, and that even at their, la- their age, they can be leaders in their homes, in their schools, and in their communities. And we've got just great stories from all over the country of the impact we've had on those children and how we've changed their lives in a positive way. Man, literally, literally chills seriously i've got chills as you went through the uh, acronym power i absolutely love it it's so drastically needed in our communities and it's just not something that they're getting in schools except for in those very few small clubs uh, that are in our schools and they're going away as well i see it and as my kids are growing up i love it absolutely love it and I wish I could hear. Uh, do you have any of those stories that you can share from any of those uh, kids or those uh, families? I do absolutely. I've got I've got hundreds of them. I'll, I'll give you I'll give you one or two depending on how much time we've got. Uh, I had a really interesting one that actually just happened a few weeks ago. Uh, one of the uh, lessons that we taught in in one of the years, and I don't recall which one it was, was to 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 be brave. That there are times in life where things are going to get difficult, and you're going to hit hit hard times and have difficult experiences, but that you've got to be be brave and fight through it. And I actually heard heard of a little girl that was about a third grader. I don't recall what part of the country she was in, but this little girl was going through a horrible personal situation that we would never wish upon any child. And her parents uh, had were having some issues and it had a domestic dispute. And it got to the point where she had to actually call 911. 
Now, as you and your listeners know, when you call into 911, the 911 caller's job is to sort of keep the person calm, keep them on the phone while the emergency folks are on their way. And so this 911 caller asked this little girl, you know, said, oh, what's going on? You know, anything going on at school? And she said, yeah. She goes, we just finished our Apex Fun Run at our school. She goes, I ran all 36 laps. It was so much fun. But she said, you know, they also taught me all these leadership traits. And one of the things they taught me was that I have to be brave. And she said, because of that lesson, even though I'm going through this horrible situation right now, I know that I can be brave and I can make make it through this situation. And the 911 caller was just blown away. You know, she'd never had a third grader, you know, rarely had a third grader calling a 911, much less having one that was saying, staying so calm and able to get through it. And she had not heard of Apex Fun Run. And so she actually looked us up after the call and, and reached out, found my number and, and called called me. And she said, listen, I just have to let you know that that was so amazing to me that the, the leadership lessons that you taught this little girl were able to allow her to get through a horrible, horrible situation that, that adults many times can't get through. And I just want to thank you and your organization for doing what you do. And, uh, and, you know, we hear, we hear stories like that all over America where unfortunately kids sometimes have horrible situations and that the lessons we've been able to teach them help them get through those difficult times. Wow. Truly, truly amazing, especially for it to come back to you in such a way. Oh yeah. You know, I never would have expected it. It was just a call out of the blue and, and such a unique story that, uh, was just, we were just, we're happy to be able to make those kind of impacts. That's simply amazing. Give us one more, just one more. So I was at a school a few years ago, uh, actually in California, and there was a little boy at this school who had been relocated to the school. Uh, He had originally been from Chicago, and he was relocated to California because he had to go and live with his grandma because both of his parents had gone to prison. Uh, His father, they lived in the south side of Chicago in a rough neighborhood. His father was a drug dealer who had done uh, done deals on the front porch and actually shot someone in the interaction of a drug deal and went to prison. Unfortunately, when the father went to prison, the mother had to turn to prostitution and was turning tricks on the on the couch in the living room of their house. She ultimately went to prison and the poor little boy had to go live with grandma in California. Well, this little boy, as you can imagine, had seen and heard things that no child should ever have to see or hear. And so he struggled. He was a bully. He was difficult. Uh, The teachers didn't want him in their class. The parents didn't want him in their kids' class. And he was in the principal's office nearly every day for disciplinary issues and bullying. Well, when our athletes got onto campus, we train our athletes to be able to identify those kids that maybe need a little extra support and need a little refocus. And they quickly identified this little boy, took him under their wing and really spent time with him at recess explaining that your past does not have to reflect on your future, that you can make different decisions and you can turn anything into what you want it to be. And that it's a lot more fun to be a leader at recess than being a bully, that kids will like you. And by the end of the second week of our program, he was no longer in the principal's office every day. He was doing his homework. He was helping his grandma. He was no longer a disciplinary issue. And he was actually starting to develop friendships. And I happened to go to the fun run at that school, meeting with a prospect at the time. And I knew nothing about this story. But as I went to the race, the principal came up to me and she said, I cannot thank you enough for your program. And I said, you're you're welcome. What's going on? And she explained the situation and she said, within two days of your team being here, that little boy was no longer in my office. She said, I thought maybe he wasn't even at school because I was so programmed to having him in my office every day for because of his disciplinary issues. 
At the same time, the grandmother actually came to the race and she came up to me and she gave me a huge hug. She was in tears and she said, I cannot thank you enough for your program. She said, I was at my wits end with this little boy. I didn't know what to do with him. He wouldn't listen. He was getting kicked out of school all the time. He was doing horrible things. And she said, because of your program, he's now coming home and asking for ways he can help. He's doing chores. He's doing his homework. His grades have improved. And I can't thank you enough for the impact you've made on my grandson's life. And the fact that we potentially turned his directional in life from a from a bad path to a positive, I tell our franchisees and athletes around the country, if you can impact even one student like that at a school, you've really changed the world. You really have. Absolutely. You've changed the world, starting with that one child, the school, the community. It just goes on and on and perpetuates. So let's shift gears a little bit. Who are these team members? Who are these people who is, you know, starting a franchise with you? What does that person look like? How do they get trained? How do they know all this stuff and are able to help these children in the communities in such a profound way? So our franchisees are really people who are community oriented, obviously, want a business that they can be proud of, who can make a positive impact by helping build leaders and teach fitness and raise money for schools and organizations. And when they come on board, we train them on everything, how to do all of our programs, how to do the sales and marketing component, how to share our our fundraising solutions with their local communities. Now, when they sign up schools and teams and other organizations, they then hire young athletes to serve those schools. They're typically 21 to 30-year-old recent college graduates who wanted to be teachers, coaches, fitness instructors. They're positive role models. We then train them and their athletes to go into the schools and do our programs with the leadership and fitness lessons, the whole program, how to do the how to do each of our fundraisers. And then they then really go out to their communities, serving schools, serving teams, serving local, local organizations with all of our fundraising solutions and making a real, real impact on the communities they serve. Well, it definitely sounds like it. So do any of these folks have any prior experience in this? I mean, I I get that the college students are coming out of college. They're already trained in fitness and, and some of that stuff. But is there any other specific training that they have ahead of time? No, really just the training that we provide them. The the team members for our franchisees, it's really all about personality and energy and that they're positive role models. I mean, we do a lot of background checks. We do a lot of personality assessments to make sure that they're the right types of folks that are going to do the right thing. Uh, in terms of our franchisees, there are a wide range of backgrounds. We have some people who were te- teachers or coaches that wanted to be able to have a business that could make a bigger impact. We've got people who were previous business owners that didn't have businesses they loved and wanted some wanted one that they could be proud of. We've got people who are tired of the corporate world, who are, didn't love their boss, have a bad commute, feel like they're just working for the man, making money for other people who want to change their life, change their destiny, and take control of their future and build equity in a business. And if they have the right personalities and the right mentalities, we can train them on the rest. The program really sells itself. We help you data do a data demographics on your, on your territories to be able to know who you're marketing to, how to market to them, and provide them a great solution and therefore have a great business. Yeah, very interesting. So we were talking before we started recording here for the show, and you said that you had tried to get a, a franchisee out here in Hawaii but you had some challenges. What were they? 
Well, really, uh, there's a, a population issue there in terms of how many schools and organizations. Therefore, it's you know there's just less people there, although it is a great potential territory. The issue that I had was the fact that with our franchisees, you know, it is a large community. We interact on a regular basis. We talk to everybody regularly. We have national calls. Obviously, you run into sort of some time zone issues there. But also, we then, as a benefit of a franchisor, we buy all the prizes and supplies and materials that a franchisee utilizes to serve schools and organizations we buy it up front so they can benefit from our buying power and they then purchase it throughout the school year as they're serving schools and organizations and it's shipped to them and we pass along the savings to them so that they have high quality prizes and supplies but obviously you guys being so far away from the mainland it, it you know it can be a, a little bit difficult from a cost perspective to to pay the shipping costs of getting those materials to you as well as being able to participate in some of our calls and our trainings just from a time zone and geography perspective but i truly believe somebody could still have a very very successful business there in hawaii yeah and to be fair so you guys know what we're talking about we were specifically talking about the big island which is very very desolate even though it's a much, much bigger island than Oahu. But Oahu is the po- the main population of Hawaii. And our schools here would most definitely benefit from a program like this because I know people, I talked to quite a few, well, two personal friends of mine at two different schools that are JROTC instructors. One's a colonel, one's a first sergeant. And the stories that they share with me about the challenges that they have with their students on a personal level is similar to the ones you shared with us just now. Uh, stuff that are, these kids just simply should not be going through. And they would certainly benefit by having this program here. So um, we'll explore that a little bit more later at another time, I'm sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So. Jeremy, we're at the point in the show where we're going to pay it forward to our abundant leaders. You ready to do that? Absolutely. Outstanding. Hey, man, listen, there are many stresses throughout our day, throughout our life, and many of those stresses we cannot control. And actually, we create more stress in our life trying to control those stresses that we can't control. But there are a few things that cause stress in our life that we can control, one of which you're doing right now, which is controlling your mindset by controlling what goes into your mind. You're controlling your thoughts right now by listening to this podcast. Another thing that you can control is the stress that we put on our body by what we consume throughout the day. Many of us are running around from meeting to meeting, we're on the go, we'll stop and grab a quick snack, probably out of the vending machine or something like that, or something that's not very healthy. Well, one thing that I do and have been doing for almost six years now is every single morning I start my day off right with a superfood dense nutrition shake. And I can hear all the groans and moans out there. I'm telling you, I did the same thing. When I started drinking this stuff, I fully intended on getting my money back because there's a 30-day money-back guarantee. And I fully intended on getting every cent back. So on the 28th day, I had my blood work done again. And my cholesterol, my blood work, everything was absolutely perfect as opposed to what it was 28 days prior. This stuff has helped my family in so many ways. Everything from my esophageal reflux to my joint pain. Look, it's just dense nutrition that my body was not already getting, even though I was not eating terribly. I thought I was eating pretty good, but this stuff has some amazing stuff in it. And I'm not going to get into all the ingredients, but just to give you an idea. Shakeology has protein, amino acids, antioxidants such as camu camu, goji berry, 
which is extremely important because they help the body fight against degenerative aging and heart disease, high blood pressure. Shakeology also has phytonutrients, which greatly boosts your immune system. Shakeology also contains adaptogens such as ashwagandha and rashi mushroom, which is Ganoderma. This is the stuff that helps your body fight against that stress that we're talking about. Look, I can go on and on, and you're going to continue to be as skeptical as I was until you give this stuff a try yourself. The fact is your body can regenerate itself as long as you treat it right and you give it the proper nutrition that it needs. Shakeology is by far the healthiest meal of my day as well as that of my family because everybody in my family drinks Shakeology. And we have been for over six years like I already said. So if you want more information or you're just ready to order, go to menofabundance.com. Select resources at the top of the page. Then scroll down to health and fitness hacks and you'll see the Shakeology video right there and you can order right there from that page. Once you order from that link, I will be assigned as your personal coach and you can contact me with any questions about health and fitness that you have. And if I can answer them, I will. Now let's get back to the show. Give our abundant leaders one to three actionable steps that they can take today. Well, I think that the uh, the thing that anybody can do is really sort of step back away from their day-to-day monotony. A lot of people get caught up in the rat race every day, and it's hard to actually sort of step back and really look at your life. I think it's important to look in the mirror, assess what you're doing and why you're doing it. Figure out what your priorities are and, and why you want to do what you want to do or, or are doing what you don't want to do, and realize that life is short and that you've got to be able to sometimes make difficult decisions that are better for you and your family that maybe in the short term are difficult, but in the long term will reap many, many rewards. I encourage people to really look at their skill sets, look at their strengths, find out what you're good at, figure out what you're passionate about, and then go do something that aligns with it. And, and I recognize that that's many times easier said than done, but there are so many opportunities out there. If you have an interest in being a business owner, there are 3,800 franchise brands in, in the United States. There's something for everyone. And there are coaches, coaching organizations out there that can help you line up your skills, your passions with a business that may give you more benefit to, to not only your, your heart and your soul, but your pocketbook as well. And I encourage people to look into it. Take a risk. Do something different that you will be more proud of in the long run, as opposed to looking back on your life and thinking that you were just going through the day-to-day uh, just to make a paycheck and to pay the bills. Look into doing something that will change the trajectory of your life and your family and the world around you. Absolutely. 100% agree. I love it. What daily habits make up the biggest impact in your life? Uh, I would say it's truly organization. Uh, We have so many distractions in life these days between technology that it's really hard to stay on task. Uh, One of the the lessons this year that we're actually teaching kids in the schools, uh, our theme this year, just so you know, well, the school year just ended, but was was Apex Legends. We were teaching kids to be legendary and leave their mark on the world. And our lessons were based on the legend acronym. So on the L day, we taught them that you always should be learning. Your entire life, you can constantly be learning. doesn't matter whether you're young or old. On that first E-Day, we taught them to engage. Put down your technology and be engaged in conversations. Engage with your teacher. Engage with your friends and your family. That we have so many distractions in life. On the G-Day, we taught them to give of your treasures, your talents, that there's so much to give to the rest of the world. On the next day, we taught them the next E was to empower others. Find their strengths and build them up instead of bullying or bringing them down. Empower them. On the end day, we taught them to never give up. Times sometimes get tough and things are difficult, but you never quit, you never give up. 
And then on the D-Day, we taught you to go out and do something about it. Take these lessons and, and really do something about it. And so so really, I find that the best way to, to have a productive day is to to engage in what you're doing, to, to try to minimize the distractions, stay focused on your tasks and your goals for the day. I'm a big list guy, so I like to list out the things that I'm going to try to accomplish in a day. And, and I, I feel a lot of joy in being able to mark those things off and feel like I've accomplished something. Now, granted, we're always distracted by calls and emails and texts and things like that. And for me, I'm very customer service oriented. So if my franchisees or their clients need something, I'm, I'm always going to help. But I really try to stay focused each day with what the lists and tasks for that day are that I want to try to accomplish. Wonderful. Excellent. Thanks for sharing that. I love every bit of it. What are you reading or listening to right now that you would recommend to our abundant leaders and why? Uh, I wish I were reading or listening to something I am unfortunately not. Uh, my days are are packed full of, of our business. We're very blessed to have a lot of growth, a lot of activity going on. We've got our annual training coming up where we roll out our new theme curriculum and prizes. And I'm at any point in time talking to 30 or 40 people around the country who want to become Apex Fund Run franchisees. And I'm also a family man. I've got the three sons and a great wife. And so between all of that, my days are packed and I unfortunately have not had time to read or listen to anything. No, that's a good answer. I appreciate that. And speaking of, you know, you're talking to a lot of potential franchisees. I'm sure there's quite a few of them that contact you that want to get started but don't for whatever reason. What do you feel that holds most of them back from moving forward and in, in becoming a franchisee? I would say one word, which is fear. I think we all live in fear because we're we're so concerned about paying the bills and supporting our families that we get, again, stuck in that monotony. And even though we see a great opportunity, change is always scary. And so I think most people love the idea. They think they could do well at it and they see the potential, but they're just scared to pull the trigger. Do you think that that's because they are – do? and I'm asking this because do some of them already have – a job, they already have an income that they would probably have to either stop doing or it would take up a lot of time. What do you think is the main purpose or the, the main cause of that fear? Yeah, I think that's it. I think many people are are comfortable with the stability of a paycheck every two weeks, even if it's not for something they love doing or even the amount of money they want to make. And the fear of jumping into a business where you, you have to build it up and, and work your way to success is, is a scary thing. And if you've got a mortgage and you've got kids and you've got responsibilities, it's a hard jump to make. Many times people are almost forced into making the decision. If they, if they got downsized at their job or their company was sold, it gives them an opportunity to sort of reassess and maybe maybe look a different direction and not go back into the same rat race on the same you know hamster wheel and and go back into another corporate job. Uh, but I think that is really the biggest thing is the the uncertainty and the fear of it. And and there's obviously a small percentage of Americans or any country that are business owners. It, you know, it's not for the weak of heart. It takes it takes a little bit of uh, of belief in yourself. And and that's the ability and benefit of a franchise system. You're buying into a proven system with training and support that gives you a high probability of success. But either way, you're still starting from potentially scratch and you've got to build it up to get it to the income levels that you need and want for your family. And and that's scary for people. But, you know, with us, we're in it together. We, you know, we, we either win together or lose together. And so we provide our franchisees with a lot of training, a lot of support to try to get them ramped up quickly and get to those income levels that they deserve to be able to feel that stability again. Right. And that's a very good point that you made that a lot of them <laughs> And I see this so many times. There's so many success stories that started out with, I got fired from my job. I got laid off. 
I got injured. A family member got injured, so I had to quit so I could be home with my family member. And then the follow-on story to that is I started this business, whatever it is, a franchise. They started from scratch, whatever it is. And it's it's very rare that you find the ones that, that they really had the nerve and they just decided to jump forward and quit what they were doing. Everything was perfect. Everything was great. It was comfortable. But I decided to go do this anyway. That's a very hard bridge to cross. And I'm glad that you brought that up. It's a very good point. Thanks. So what what does living a life of abundance mean to you, Jeremy? I think it's a balance. I, I think being able to find that balance of you know, being able to live a great life with your family and appreciating the, the, the small things in life and being able to participate in your kids' events and, and be there and be present while also, you know, having a, having a business that allows you to, you know, for me, I'm blessed enough to have a business that really does change the world every day, makes a difference on students and athletes and teachers and parents all over America. And I'm, I'm, I'm very blessed, but I feel like it's a, it's a great balance of, of working hard, building a great business that changes the world one day at a time, while also you know, being able to live life with my family, coaching sports, going to their events, and, 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 and trying to carve out some time for myself. Uh, I'm, I'm an athlete. Uh, I'm very competitive, and if I don't get that, uh, that somehow through an outlet, I, I can get frustrated. So I still try to get out and play tennis each week and, and do something for me as well, which I think a lot of us, especially dads, I think, listening and, and moms as well, we, we put ourselves last. And I think it's important for us to be able to make time for ourselves to to have that happy life of abundance. Yeah, very good. Thanks for sharing that. I like that. So we're going to close this up. And before we do, what do we not talk about that you'd like to ensure that our abundant leaders get from our conversation? Well, I think, again, I want to make sure that people sort of take the time to step back and assess their lives, assess themselves and figure out where they want to go and set goals. If you you can blink an eye and your kids are going to grow up and your career is going to go by and and you won't hardly know what happened and what hit you. So take that time to to look in the mirror, assess who you want to be and where you want to be and how you're going to get there, because it's not going to just naturally happen. Absolutely. The time's going to pass anyway. So you might as well, you know, do what you want to do. That's right. So how else can how can we find out more about you and find out more about the franchise and and everything else that you have going on? Well, we've got a custom site for your uh, for your Men of Abundance uh, listeners. It's apexfunrun.com forward slash MOA for Men of Abundance. Absolutely. I really, really appreciate that. What can we find over there? You're going to be able to find information on our business. There's a quick form you can fill out. There's videos you can watch to learn a little bit about it. And then you can request more information and schedule a call with me. I'll give you a call. Be glad to chat about our business and whether or not it's a good fit for you. We're not a hardcore sales organization. It's a it's a matter of finding the right people who are really passionate and connected with our business, who are going to do the right things when nobody's watching and really do the right thing for their community. And so I encourage people, reach out, have a conversation with me, learn a little bit more about it might not be right for you and that's okay but it might be yeah absolutely i totally encourage everybody to at least take a close look at it one question that i have and i'm sure some of the leaders have as well because of the conversation we were just having about being comfortable and you know already doing something is this something that could be started slowly while you're still do while you still have a day job or something of that nature 
Unfortunately, it's not. It's really an owner-operated full-time business. Um, we we try not to have people kind of dabble at it. We really want folks who jump all the way in and are committed to, to serving their communities. We obviously have uh, only so many territories in the country, and they're all valuable territories. And so it's important that we partner with people who are going to jump in and, and really go all out. That's a very good answer. I appreciate you putting that out there like that because I, I I would think so as well. I just wanted to put it out there because some people might be thinking that way. And, and in some cases, that's true. But in this case, I can certainly see why it wouldn't be. Now, keep in, that, keep in mind, it, it, it is a full-time opportunity, but it doesn't necessarily need to be the full-time of one person. We've got a, we've got a lot of husband and wife teams that work really great because typically our spouses are, you know, sort of filling our gaps and we have complementary skill sets. And so we do have people who, you know, one of the spouses may be the primary breadwinner and they're, they're doing well. And the other spouse is the primary focus on the business. And then the other spouse supports them in the extra time that they have, you know, the one spouse might be better at sales and marketing and the face of the business while the other one might be better at the behind the scenes, you know, accounting and administration and ordering prizes and inventory. And they can do that in addition to their primary job, but the other spouse is the one really driving the driving the bus. So, so it can be a team effort. Excellent. I'm glad you brought that up because I personally think it's super important to have, if one person is working a regular job and they lose their job or whatever, I think it's better for you to, for the other one to not work for somebody else and start your own empire, start your own business. And I think this, from what you're saying, would be a great opportunity. Yeah, so so we've had husband and wives where one, one spouse was the breadwinner and the other one started with the business and and they eventually started making enough money with this business that both that the other, the spouse left their job and joined the business and and the husband and wife worked together to build this, you know sort of an empire like you mentioned and and what a great opportunity to be able to have a business that you're both passionate about that you can both provide value in based on your skill sets and and you know it hopefully builds a even stronger family. Absolutely. Yeah, I totally agree. Jeremy, it's been a pleasure talking with you. Thanks for sharing so much wonderful information and those stories that you shared with us. I'm just a sucker for stories like that, so I welcome them any, any time. And I look forward to sharing you with all of our abundant leaders. Well, I appreciate you having me today, Wallace. My pleasure. Aloha. Have a great day. You know, guys, I hope you got as much out of that conversation as I did. One of the things I think about is our young people are no different than young soldiers, young Marines, airmen, sailors. They need leadership. They seek the leadership. That's what they thrive on. I've seen this time and time again throughout my entire life, even at the playground, when I'm the only dad at the playground oftentimes, the young kids, they always gravitate to me because I'm the disciplinarian that they don't have in their life, or at least at that moment. When I'm telling them, you know, not to talk that way, to play nice and this sort of thing, they see that. And then they gravitate towards me. It's kind of odd to see that happen. It's no different than when I first joined the military. I was needing guidance. I, I needed that leadership. So many people need that, and there are so many ways for you to provide that leadership to people in your community. Of course, you start in your own house. Technically, you start with yourself because to be a leader, you first have to have somebody who is willing to follow you. It doesn't go the other way around. You don't decide to be a leader and then other people follow you. It doesn't work that way. You be a leader. You be that person internally. You be that person in your actions. You be that person in your words. And that's when people will start to desire to be who you are and where you are and then choose to follow you. That's what it's all about. So 
I hope that you've gotten something out of this conversation today. I hope that you will go over to menofabundance.com forward slash members. Become a member of our Facebook community. And if you so desire, get in on our seven-day project. Now, if you haven't done so already, make sure you share this episode with everybody you come in contact with. Subscribe to Men of Abundance on iTunes or your favorite podcast player so you don't miss one single episode. And while you're over there, leave us a rating and review that helps more men find Men of Abundance so that they can get the same information you're getting every single week. Now, go out and live your life of abundance. And guys, make sure to pay it forward. That's all for today, Abundance Leaders. For more about our guests and the powerful information we shared with you today, be sure to sign up for our mailing list at menofabundance.com. We appreciate your time and look forward to hanging out with you on our next episode. So until then, be sure to pay it forward and live your life of abundance.